We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? Yeah, I feel like we haven't done this for a while. Yeah, well, we've, we've not, have we? You've, uh, we do, how long has it been? Feels like three weeks, maybe. Three weeks? That's like a break. Well, you've been you've been poorly again. I know, I've been ill again. I get ill a lot, Eamon. I know, just, I've noticed. I'm quite worried. Can't go into why. But, you know, let's just say it's probably something to do with the environment I work in. You work on a uh, in an abattoir, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I test diseases. That's what it is. Every week, Ben drinks a vial of of a disease, and they see how he gets on. Yeah, is your is your new vial a disease? Best of luck with that. Oh, chlamydia this week. Mmm, <laughs> mmm, num num. It's raspberry flavored. It's chlamydia, isn't it? Raspberry flavored chlamydia. Lovely. It's like I, I still vaping. Mm. I don't understand it. You just reminded me, I was walking, I walked through a cloud of like strawberry smoke. I was just thinking, what, what is going on? I know. We're in the end times, Eamon. We really are. I think if you're going to smoke, you've got to uh, smoke a, a man's flavour. <laughs> yeah, like smoke. Smoke or beef. <laughs> yeah, or just like, just taste of metal and iron. Iron filings or... Uh, rubber. Yeah, or guns. Yeah, burnt rubber and guns. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, this episode is brought to you by cigarettes. <laughs> they're, re- they're actually really good for you. Mm. Health people have done a complete 360 on it in the last, yeah. in the last few months. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, but it turns out they're... They're really good for you. Well, you know how they do. They, this frequently happens with things like, oh, alcohol is bad for you. It does. Actually, red wine. You should have a glass of red wine every day. Yeah. That's what they're saying. You yeah. should have a Marlboro Red every day. Well, no, it's a, it's a packet. It's a packet. Pa- packet of Marlboro Reds every day. And actually quite good for you. <laughs> they're very good for you. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to Watching Films on the Toilet. Yeah. It's a comedy movie review podcast in which two dads with young children yeah. uh, watch the films they can't watch in front of their young children because they're scary. That's or, right. And who, and who don't smoke. Oh, we don't smoke, really. Nah, we don't. We just, um, it's just funny. It's just funny, isn't it? It's funny. It's funny and cool. It is cool. Yeah, it is cool. cool. It's cool to smoke. Anyway. Um, sorry. This is off topic, but we might keep in. Uh, have you watched Succession? No. You seen the first no, one? No, I've been... Amen. We decided we'd finish Tokyo Vice, and we're cross mm-hmm. because we assumed it would be eight-episode series, completely self-contained. It's not yeah. another bloody series. I mean, it's good, but for Christ's sake. Is it, is it Succession? No, it's no. Not, is it? It's that same tier as Sopranos and Breaking Bad. It is. And I would also say Severance. Severance was good. Um, Bit too cerebral for you, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah. Didn't understand it. It's for clever people. Why do they go to work? They not go to work. I do not understand it. Why doesn't he remember? He's just been there. Why doesn't he remember? I remember my work. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I couldn't relate to it. Um, So, this 
podcast has been delayed, which was really hard for me because today we are discussing John Wickfall, which I've been looking forward to for a very long time. And finally, we get to talk about it. Mm. First of all, do you have any correspondence, Amen? I have a correspondence, Ben. Okay. Dear Watching Films on the Toilet, Rugged Survivalist, Old Etonian, and Secret Christian, Bear Grylls here. Oh. I listened to your last podcast with great amusement. In it, Alex Robson was talking about the end of Train to Busan and the little girl singing a sad song despite the threat of zombie attack. He said it's unrealistic for people to sing in survival situations like that. I can tell you, nothing could be further from the truth. When you're in what Vietnam vets would call the shit, <laughs> being able to confidently carry a show tune could save your life. <laughs> I was once surrounded by really angry prefects in the Eton Chapel, looking to dish out some mean bullying. However, I sung such a sweet rendition of I know him so well from chess that they backed down and allowed me to have seconds of plum pudding at supper. Another time, a group of parents were really cross with me because I'd taken their kids out on a scout expedition and was half an hour late back to base camp. Mm. It was getting pretty nasty. Fortunately, I belted out, sit down, you're rocking the boat from Guys and Dolls. <laughs> Within minutes, they were so placated that they offered me extra roasted marshmallows at supper. <laughs> Another time, I was in the wilds of Papua New Guinea and confronted by the Manuma tribe, who were furious that I trespassed onto their land without permission. I started to regale them with the Elaine Page rendition of Memories from Cats. <laughs> this made them so cross they ate my leg for supper. I later found out the Manuba tribe are not even cannibals. They just really hate musicals. So I guess it doesn't work every time. You're sincerely Bear Grylls. Oh, oh. oh there we go. I didn't realise he'd lost a leg. He's hidden that really well. He has hidden that well. A catchy show tune can get you out of any sticky situation, can't it? Well, all, almost every situation. Nearly, unless... Well, mm. to be honest, if he'd started singing one at me, I probably would have eaten his leg as well, because I am not a fan of musical theatre. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that uh, a people who really have no conception of musical theatre recognise the inherent lameness of it. Yes, they've got that sort of... that primal intelligence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, my, my mother-in-law was coming to stay, and... Uh, on Saturday night, we all sat down to watch something that, you know, we would all, all, inverted commas, enjoy. Yeah. So my wife selected this uh, tribute to, to musical theatre. Oh. Hosted by Jason Manford. Oh, God. 90 minutes long. Hosted by Jason Manford. Oh. Well, it's quite funny because he is sort of made a living selling himself as this, oh, I'm just like this down-to-earth northern bloke. And I... Oh. I just don't understand this modern world. It's, it's, everything's gone mad. Also, I love musical theatre. He does understand the modern world because he's chatting up women on Zoom calls, so he must have some grasp on technology. Yeah. Do you remember, and I always really remember this very clearly, the woman who he had the digital affair with, I suppose you'd say, looked exactly like the Predator. <laughs> it just goes to show some men, it's not what the person looks like, it's just getting the attention. Yeah, yeah, they just... He just want I don't know. Who knows what Jason Manford wants? He wants the Predator to suck his dick. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Bear Grylls. You said you had a correspondence. It's funny, Alex Robson seems to have caused quite a stir. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've got a voice note from someone. I'll play it to you. Hello, big boys. Gordon Ramsay here. I want to send a message to Alex Robson regarding the dream he talked about on the last episode. 
of your shitty podcast. He claimed that the deep frown lines on my forehead were in fact a f***ing timeline for all of humanity and that I asked him to become the guardian of that timeline. I mean, f*** me. Sounds insane. Well, guess what? It's actually f***ing true. In my earlier career, working as a chef in aubergine, I was f***ing miserable because I had no control over the timeline. I was like bastard to everyone I worked with. But by the time I opened restaurant Gordon Ramsay, I was able to manipulate time and space and do whatever the f*** I wanted. Hence, television career, Michelin f***ing stars, etc. But then, I lost control of that timeline. I lost a lot of restaurants and those f***ing Michelin stars. That's why I approached Alex. But unfortunately, as he mentioned, the deep lines on his f***ing forehead disappeared. So instead, I approached Dame Helen Mirren and her career has gone from strength to strength. So yes, she should be f***ing grateful. In conclusion, Alex, I have no idea how your pizzas are so good because you're f***ing useless. Anyway, big boys, keep up the good work. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay there. Gordon Ramsay. Who uh, was, yeah, telling us all about the truth behind the dream that Alex had. Mm. Turns out it wasn't a dream at all. It was real. It's funny, when someone says, oh, I had this dream, mm. you sort of, your stomach drops a bit, doesn't yeah. it? It's like, oh, great, now I'm going to get to listen to your dream, which isn't real. But... Alex's dream that was a good one. is definitely one of the best I've heard. Yeah. That was very good. Well, exactly. I mean, you, you, your heart sinks when you hear that phrase. And when it's someone like Alex who says it, you're like, oh, Jesus. Here, here we go. What's this, what's this going to go. be? I mean, basically, it's like uh, when you say, I'm, I had this crazy dream, what you're really saying is, I'm going to talk about myself for 10 minutes and <laughs> yeah. there's going to be no way for you to get involved. So just sit there and listen. Yeah, that's. Do you, do you want to hear me talk about my mind? <laughs> and uh, the only way you can get involved is to ask further questions about me. Brilliant. Here I go. <laughs> ask questions about the thing that wasn't real. Yeah, but no, that was a good. That was good. And also, um, I find Gordon Ramsay fascinating. So I'm glad he's finally gotten. We've mm. got him involved now in our orbit. We've got him involved. Maybe you'll come oh, back. I'd sometime. love to hear. Come on. <laughs> Uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. So, do we have any toilet news, Eamon? Got one, one news story for you this week. I pretend to wash my hands after the toilet when I have guests. Doesn't everyone? What? The woman admitted she doesn't wash her hands after doing a wee. And if she has guests around her house, she goes to lengths of pretending by running the tap. Oh. A US woman, Sophia, took to TikTok to expose herself, so she said. Uh, she told users of the social media app, I'm going to expose myself because I feel like this is really weird that I do this and I don't know if other people do this. Mm. Uh, she said, I don't always wash my hands after I pee, especially if I'm in my own house, right? <laughs> like I know how to pee in a way that doesn't make a mess on myself. I do this thing where if I have guests over, I'll turn my sink on. <laughs> I think she means turn my taps yeah, on. Turn my sink, turn my sink on and, and <laughs> pretend to wash my hands and kill some time so that they think I have washed my hands, but I haven't. Why didn't she just wash her hands? Like, why pretend? Yeah. That's weird. That's like some kind of defiant... I, I kind of feel like I'm playing into this person's hands, giving her the attention that she clearly so desperately craves. We're playing into her dirty, wee-covered hands. I mean, I, I'd hope you know how to do a wee without weeing all over your hands. <laughs> yeah, without trying to catch it. 
Yeah, I mean, which we do. Everyone does that from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> see how much. See how much you can collect. Set yourself a target. Yeah. Make your cut pans and. Yeah, I suppose if you're like uh, a boy, at least mm. you could maybe get away without doing it if you had like a pair of tongs, for example. Urination tongs. So you know how like on, on Pick and Mix, they have those, those like tongs on a cable. So you could attach the cable to like the sink maybe or... To the toilet, yeah. Maybe use the tongs to lift up the toilet seat, then you don't have to touch anything. Well, if I was using the tongs to open the toilet seat, I would then want a pair of separate tongs to do, to sort myself out. Well, then you have one set of tongs hanging from one side and one set of tongs hanging yeah. from the other. Or put a set of tongs in your back pocket. Yeah. They use. And then whenever anyone asks, what, what are those? You say, they're my toilet tongs. <laughs> my toilet tongs, mate. I can picture you going into a nightclub and being patted down by the security. It's like, well, what's this, mate? It's the toilet tongs. Oh, all right. Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, we only have one set of tongs in there. And of course, you'll be using those for the toilet seat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, on to John Wick. Yeah. John Wick 4, number four. Um, how did you see this, Eamon? I saw it in the picture house. Good, so did I. And what did you have a drink of for me for, for the summer wee? Yeah, what did I drink? Yeah, what yeah. did you... Yeah, what did you get? Way, hey, hey, yeah. I know you're excited about it and not haven't thought about it yet. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that John Wick drinks all the time. Yep. I had, I had what he, he has. You know, You know what I'm talking about. John John Wick drink. He did drink a lot, didn't he, in the film? Which is, of course, Blatton's Special Reserve Bourbon Whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I always drink that. Yum, yum. Yes, yes. Yeah, I do that. You, you do love that. that, don't you? Yeah. You see typing there, Eamon? No, I was just... A little type. I was just looking away into the distance whilst I remembered... You were just thinking, what was that whiskey drink? Yeah, the tip, tip of my tongue. Oh, yeah, when he goes to the bar, when he... He'll often go and sit in the Continental. Mm. He'll go and sit in there with his, with people that he's fought. Then he'll have a break. They'll have a drink. And then he goes back to fighting them again. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. Yeah. How was it? Uh, fine. Had you had a fight with the person you were drinking with? I wasn't fighting before I drank it, but um, I was dishing out some verbal abuse on Reddit. That's the same. It's the same argument I always have on Reddit, which is explaining... Yeah, which is explaining on the LV426 subreddit why Aliens is better than Alien. Right. And it's not derivative. It's an action film, not gothic horror. So Do it you... does make it a good sequel. Yeah. It's always just some, it's always some dickhead. He just goes, uh, oh, Alien is absolutely brilliant. I don't understand. Aliens are shit. Why does everyone like Aliens? It's so shit. It's like, no, they can both be good. Shut up. Idiot. Yeah, you know these these kids are like eleven that you're yeah. preaching to, but it's good because they'll remember yeah. that. Yeah, because that's the great thing about arguing on the internet. Everyone always sees reason. Yeah, they always take it on board. Yeah, there's no continual escalation. Yeah, well, thanks for that advice, mate. Yeah, actually, I think you'll find uh, Aliens is a worthy successor because it's a combat film, <laughs> not a gothic horror. Would you shut up, you? That's how it goes. <laughs> That's how <laughs> yeah. the yeah. Uh, discussion uh, And how long goes. did yeah. that drink give me? An hour. It's <laughs> <laughs> not an hour. <laughs> gave an me, hour? yeah, gave you an hour. No, a, wow. a, a minute and uh, 11 seconds. Okay, I'll give it a go. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. 
So John Wick wants his freedom back, but the high table, a council of powerful crime lords, want John Wick dead. They task handsome Bill Skarsgård with putting an end to the pesky assassin. And with the help of his many goons and blind Donnie Yen, he starts blowing up hotels and executing John's friends in an attempt to draw him out of hiding. Oh, and there's this tracker fellow with a dog who wants to keep John alive until the bounty on his head reaches... Enough? With the help of his old pals, John figures out a way to regain his freedom, which involves branding. I am Klaus. Scott Adkins dressed as Peter Kay and a pistol duel outside the Sacre Coeur. After fighting through speeding traffic, flaming shotguns and a lot of steps, twice, John makes it to the church for a final shootout with Skarsgård's stand-in Donnie Yen. Seemingly defeated, the Marquis seizes the opportunity to finish off John, only to catch a bullet to the head. Shot multiple times, John limps down the steps and dies? The end? For now. So that was a minute and six seconds. Terrific. So within your time limit. (sighs) Amen. There's a lot here. I'm not sure where to start. Can we start with bulletproof clothing, please? Uh, Yeah, let's start with bulletproof clothing, Eamon. Because I have seen John Wick 1. Yeah. And missed the subsequent two films. Okay. So then I watched this one. Yeah. And I was absolutely perplexed that you can shoot someone and if they sort of hide behind their arm. Yes. It won't kill them or even hurt their arm so it's fine kevlar body armored suits do exist Mm. you'd break a rib if someone shot you Mm. but it wouldn't go through so what keanu did is introduce this kind of covering up of the face Mm -hmm. which allows him not to get shot in the head because what they wanted to do was not you know like in other action movies the protagonist can seemingly dodge bullets mm-hmm. well Keanu doesn't dodge bullets they just get deflected mm-hmm. by his bulletproof suit does this introduced in the earlier films this concept he does have a bulletproof suit yeah. throughout okay obviously you know in this heightened reality I think makes it possible for him to survive for as long as he does yeah but also take a pounding as well mm. like he's you know he gets hit yeah. It hurts, but he keeps going. You happy with that? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. Um, okay, I think the thing that excited me the most about this uh, was Donnie Yen mm. and his character. How did, do you, are you aware of Donnie Yen at all? I've only ever seen him. I know he's in the Ip Man films, but the only other he thing is. I've seen him in is Rogue One, where he also weirdly yes. played a blind martial artist. So I was like, oh, is, is, uh, yeah. is he blind, this guy? He's not. No, he's not blind, no. But he is a pretty famous Hong Kong martial arts legend. Mm. I really liked his character and his performance was, it was ridiculous. Like he did all that choreography whilst looking away a lot of the time Mm. because he was blind and sort of tapping things and I don't know how he does what he does. Apparently he doesn't, someone asked him like, what martial art were you using? Mm. And he, he's so proficient that he doesn't sort of assign a martial art. He'll just learn about the character and then just move. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Just based on what he thinks the character does. So this was his him moving in character. It was interesting because I, I did think there was a real crispness to his fight scenes and also Scott Adkins. Yeah. Which wasn't quite in the other fight scenes was not quite there. So I was, you could even to like a, a 
an, a Luddite like me, I was just like, okay, you can tell that these guys are like next level. And we've we've talked about a Scott Atkins movie before, and I I know you weren't blown away. Oh, um, how did you feel about his? Uh, rude. No need for that. How did you feel about his presence in in this movie? Uh, he did look exactly like Peter Kay. That's hilarious. Uh, he did. I had not thought he did about look like it, Peter Kay, didn't he? But he did look, look like <laughs> Peter Kay. I, to begin with, I was yeah. a bit disappointed because I was just like, oh, they made him like a comedy, like comedy character, and yeah, he's just going to sit there and sort of be fat and German. But it was pleasantly surprising when he busted out all his his fight moves. Yeah, and he somehow managed because he is not—he's a tall, slender man, mm. but he managed to like move like this yeah. overweight guy doing his moves. It was it was incredible performance, actually. It was really good. I don't know how he did it. There's a real heaviness yeah. to, to everything he did. There was. And there's that part when he dies at the end. Mm. He kind of does this thing where his teeth are showing yeah. and his upper lip. Apparently, he did that because the first time they did it, Keanu Reeves had to pull out a tooth yeah. from his mouth. And he pulled his lip. Yeah. And he said it really hurt. <laughs> So he, he, he like drew back his upper lip yeah. and then Chad Stahelski called him over and said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Yeah. So from that point on, he just had this like <laughs> exposed teeth. If you were in a nightclub and people mm. started throwing axes and just fighting, how, how would, would you keep dancing or what, what would you do? Yeah, that, that, I, I made a note of that. I yeah. thought it was, that was absolutely hilarious. Like yeah. uh, at one point, I actually saw that there's a woman watching John Wick bury an axe in a guy's head, and she keeps dancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's looking straight at it. Yeah, in the same way that you you might look at someone who's carrying an unusual drinks order on a tray. You know, oh, Bailey's and lime cordial. <laughs> but I think in a world where that many people are involved in crime, yeah. she's probably seen it happen before. Oh, these guys again. The way that scene was put together, I thought was incredible. Like so many people, so many extras, but it all flowed. And, you know, you had all these levels to the club and the water and beautiful looking film. So does that, does the Kevlar suit also protect you from enormous back trauma i think so he fell off a, like a third story platform halfway down landed on his back yeah on on a pole and then fell to the floor well, they... and then kind of went oh, <laughs> shook himself off and then was fine oh, oh that's stiff oh, oh the guys behind it must have a very accurate sort of measurement of height at what point would it be too much like, well, what point would it point, kill you? At, at that no, point no, in the a, film. <laughs> I know in real life. That would life, have killed someone. I know in real life yeah. he would have been dead. But in John yeah. Wick world, what yeah. point is too high? Like, where? Well, there was another point later on where he jumps out of a, like the sixth floor of a building. He does. And lands and breaks yeah. his fall, fall on a car. But we know you can land on car. You've seen all the Fast and Furious movies. You know you can land on a car. A car is essentially like it's a trampoline. It's fine. They, I've they're seen brilliant the, cushioning falls. I've seen the Untouchables. Yeah. Where John Nitty gets pushed off a building and lands on a car. He died. And he died. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. But this is, this is different, isn't it? It's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's basically incredible action sequences strung together by a story that gets you there. I personally very yeah. much enjoy the world that they've created. You, so do you not seen two or three? No. 
Okay, so you'd miss quite a lot in terms of the world building. And I'd say this is going from number one, which is actually kind of grounded to this, is quite a jump. Is it? So were you a bit lost? How did you feel? Yeah, it just felt a bit, a bit felt a bit much. In one of the gunfights, and I, I counted, he shoots a guy 19 times, stabs him twice, <laughs> and slashes his throat. Was this an armoured man? Yeah, Nine, 19 times. I guess the thing is with the armour, it was a new challenge for John, because in every other film, he's just been able to go up to people and shoot them in the head. But in yeah. this, he had to... Well, he had to shoot them in the throat or stab them in the throat. They were, again, you know, different problem-solving methods. That's what it's all about. He's so smart, John Wick. That's what he I love about him. He's very resourceful, isn't he? I mean, that's what, really what it is, isn't it? It's problem-solving, really, at the end of the day. Yeah, that's it. He's a resourceful yeah. man. How did you feel about nunchucks? I thought they were fine. Yeah? I think part of my problem with this is there was good choreography in the gunfights and fights, but I never felt like there was any... There's nothing really sort of like turned the dial. Like everything looked the same. Like the only thing I can think of that was really different was the nightclub fight against um, Scott Adkins. Yeah. And a really brilliant bird's eye view shot oh. in, uh, in some apartment. With the dragon's breath. Using the dragon. Yeah. yeah. That, that was brilliant. That was awesome, I, wasn't they it? They needed to be more like that. They needed to be more innovation with how... They, sh- they showed the gunfights and fights. I can't agree with that. I thought they were all... They just mixed it up the whole time. Just in but terms did of... did they? Yeah. How did they mix it well, up? Well, initially you had your arrows, you had your, the armoured dudes. Then you had John with his nunchucks facing off. Then he had Donnie Yen, so that was just him. And you got all the different lights and different levels. And then you got, as you said, the nightclub scene was fantastic. Then you had speeding cars at the Arc de Triomphe which was really cool. I'd never seen that before. A fight in the middle of traffic, just people getting tossed into cars ever so often. And that had different bits. And then you had the whole, and I I know the thing at the end with the steps was repetitive, but I guess that Mm. that was the point. Like when he gets thrown down the whole steps, Mm. that that was pretty great. And then he has to go up again with Donnie Yen, who's, you know, on his side. See, I, I know that was, that was a joke, but when that happened, honestly, my reaction is like, <laughs> like I have to yeah. sit through all of this again. <laughs> I think a lot of like, people probably felt that way. What you just said, I appreciate, you know, there are different scenes and stuff, but each one is way too long. I was bored of the fighting in each individual scene. It just went on way too long. There, there was no need to make it that long because there's no, like one of the things that's really good about like the raid is the moves yeah they get used he, he they're constantly innovating different ways of killing people and just mental martial art moves that you've never seen before yeah. for this it just felt like uh, i have to say this this felt this felt like one below gun carter what amen the, come on the the, the no 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 it no, is no, you no, had no, people no 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 you had two people next to each other dodging the bullets yeah, but you know, they've got capes, they've got jackets. Ben, listen to what you're saying. <laughs> listen to what you're saying. They've got capes. They've got jackets. <laughs> They're fine. The problem is, I think, you ha- if you had gone through the whole John mm. Wick experience, it has got progressively more ridiculous to the point where you're prepared for number four, mm. but you haven't seen two and three. So as I said, I do feel like the jump from one to four 
is pretty extreme. I do understand where you're coming from. I do see why, why they would have felt long. But, you know, I was just very happy to watch all that different choreography and I found it very inventive. I'm going to sound really old now and pretentious, but the only thing I care about now in films is story. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about special effects. I don't really care about car chases or stunts. I might go, oh, that was cool. But like Banshees of Inishirin is such a great example. What made that so compelling was this incredible story between these really interesting characters. Yeah. Like you're constantly wanting to know what's around the next corner. Whereas in this, it's just like, I've seen so much of this fight now. <laughs> can, we, can we move on to something else? To show me something new. But what I liked about it is there was a reason for every fight. There were no fights just for the sake of fights. Every fight, there were stakes. There was something between the characters. There, were, there was always a reason for him to be fighting. And in that respect, I thought that the script, which was clearly based around these set pieces, was very well done. Much like they do with the Mission Impossible movies. They're very talented writers who somehow managed to string all these things together and give a reason for the fight. And I think because of that, I felt invested. Right. But again, this feels like it's that thing of... The plot feels like it's going and then, and then, and then, instead of because and therefore. So they do justify each fight, but I don't think they do it in a really satisfying way. But, you know, that's most mainstream cinema, isn't it? And I think to say that this was not far more satisfying than the vast majority of mainstream movies and far more inventive and far more beautiful is untrue and unfair. Amen. (laughs) I'm not saying, but that's the problem though. It's like come at me for this film. I knew you would. I've been looking forward to it so much. (laughs) I knew you would. But we were together right now. John Wick, you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to agree on this one. I've got a question for you. So you know, um, there's a lot of chat about um, epitaphs on gravestones. What people want to have on them? Yeah, friend, loving husband, etc. What do you have on? What do you have on yours? truth denier (laughs) baller yeah baller is good that is they would say baller that's on brand yeah yeah that would be pretty good wouldn't it It would yeah and it's true what about you what would you have um antagonist uh devil's advocate yeah piece of shit yeah all true all all of them accurate big q and on guy (laughs) i have that on there yeah let's go brandon i'd have that on there as well what does that mean sorry the QAnon community. That's what. That's what we. That's what we say when we uh, slagging off Joe Biden. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> so wherever we say, let's yeah. go, Brandon. Amen. Let's yours. go, Brandon. You know what would be great if you had uh, a Pone's famous quote: "Look into my eye." Look into my eye on your then, gravestone. That would be good. Do you think you could get a a, a photo of yourself doing what he does, <laughs> where he pulls down his eyelid? I think you should just get a photo of him. Just get him. Everyone thinks I'm like a black guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A black guy from space. Yeah. Because that's kind of how it looks. Turns out I really didn't know him. Wow. Also, game over man would be quite a good one on a gravestone. Oh, on a gravestone. That would be good. That would be good. Rina Sawayama, who was the daughter of John Wick's friend, the hotel manager that was called. Do you know who she is? No. She's like a very famous pop star. Again, I thought she was, I do think she was good, but I felt a little bit, it was kind of like, oh, here's this character. She seems important. 
Uh, now you're not going to see her again until the end end credit sequence. Do you not think that was a bit weird? I I was quite excited because I would quite happily watch a sequel with Donnie Yen's character in it. So I'm up for that. No, no, but but I'm talking about that that character, the his friend's daughter. Do you not weird just, it, introducing a character, building them up, and then saying and then just getting rid of them for the rest of the film? No. Not really. It is Ben. Not in this. Not in this franchise. Ben, it is. Sorry. It is. Sorry. Ben, I could say. Listen, they had someone shooting the Pope, and I went. It's a bit tasteless, isn't it? Shooting the Pope. You go. No, in this film, it's fine. It would. Be, yeah, but you, it would be have, like if someone not, shot the Pope in John Wick. It would be fine. <laughs> Who would care? You just won't hear any criticism of this film. No, I'm, I listened to it all. I just don't agree with it. And reject it. <laughs> yeah. Listen to what you had to say and rejected it. I just don't like it. That's all it is. <laughs> Come on. So, would you fish this film out like that guy's tracker guy's hand is yanked away from that knife and does that like split finger thing, which I see too much of nowadays? It's horrible. Or would you flush it away like all those dead bodies are flushed away at the end, I suppose. Yeah, that's what they do with it. That's how you dispose of flush dead bodies. Flush them down the toilet. That's what the that's high table do. They just flush them down yeah. the toilet. Go on. No, well, no. I mean, I, this is the difficulty because I know I've, I've slagged it off, but I've, I've only talked about things I dis, dislike. There's plenty of stuff I did like about this film. Oh, I haven't heard any of it, Eamon. That's because you've just been so obnoxiously for it. I just wanted to talk about the, the stuff I hated just because you've been so annoying. <laughs> Oh, no, it's brilliant. That bit was brilliant. The bit where it goes off uh, racist is brilliant. I've given you more than that. I've argued my case. Yeah, no, you have, you have. And and there are plenty plenty of good things. Um, and, you know, like I say, if it was 90 minutes, I would I would have fished this out immediately. There would be no discussion. But it's bloated, stupid, everyone's dumb, Keanu Reeves is ugly, stinks up the joint, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no do you know what I am going to I am going to flush it because it was it took too many liberties as uh, Rodney Dangerfield would say it took too many liberties with its audience there you go what would you do with it doesn't matter doesn't matter <laughs> let's move on to the top five don't even want to talk Blimey. about it anymore you've ruined it <laughs> I'm not adding the noise we know what happened to it <laughs> Right, top five this week is a John Wick-themed game, which will be really fun now that we've flushed it away. I still have to talk about it. So Probably go on forever. Like you. Probably outstay um, its welcome by about, about 10 hour, minutes. By about an hour and a half. So there's a part in the film where the Marquis and John are laying cards to determine the uh, rules of engagement for their duel. Whoever gets the highest card gets to pick. The Thing, which hopefully you've seen the film, you know what we're talking about. If you don't know, you'll soon catch on. So whoever gets wins the duel at the end gets to pick the next film and whoever loses gets to a forfeit. So let's just get into it and hopefully it'll make sense as we go, maybe. So the first thing we have to choose is the time of our duel. So we have a, a deck of cards. Uh, whoever gets the highest card gets to choose, okay? So mm-hmm. Eamon, at what time... Will our duel take place? Uh, the Cretaceous period. Oh, so you're going way back in time. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? Uh, I would say in September. Hmm, just any time during September. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Yeah. It's a good month. What's your card? Okay, here we go. Ooh, nine of hearts. King of hearts. Oh, shit. Okay, September it is. Next, the location of our jewel. Okay, well, you go first this time. Okay. I haven't seen a John Wick film set in Plymouth, so <laughs> I think On the Hoe by Smeaton's Tower Lighthouse would be pretty... It'd be pretty epic, wouldn't it? Oh, I'll tell you what, it would... Remarkably similar. I've 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 selected the uh, Barnstable branch of Land of Leather. <laughs> oh wow! That I mean, they're both they're both Devon based. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, look. I tell you what. We'll we'll head there in September, and yeah. then whatever we'll see. All right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I got a Jack of Spades. Oh, I've got Queen of Diamonds. Oh, okay. Ooh. So, yes. so far, we're September, September. in the, the Barnstable branch of Land of Leather. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fantastic. Remind me, Land of Leather is like furniture. And... Yeah, it's predominantly uh, leather sofas, but um, there's other, other things as well, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, next is weapons. Oh, so I've, uh, I've gone for trebuchet. Trebuchet? It's like um, a catapult, but it's in, instead of it being like a, a, an elastic, it's a counterweight. Flings. They use it in um, the Battle of Siege of Minas Tirith in uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, so the Siege of Minas Tirith, uh, Tolkien's, uh, you know, tomb. Trebuchet. Yeah. Um, okay, so we both get them. Both get trebuchet. My weapon would be flamethrowers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. What'd you get? Oh my God, I got king of king of clubs. Oh, I got ten of clubs. So you, uh, oh, you did well there. Okay, so we've got. So it's September. September. Land of leather. Barnstable. Tre- Tre- trebuchet. Trebuchets. Catapults. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah. This is, Dave, what a battle. What a battle. Yeah, this has never been done before. Okay, now we've got uh, rules of engagement. Mm. So John mm-hmm. and the Marquis in, in, agreed on uh, no quarter, which I guess is no mercy. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming if, you, if, if you're left alive at the end, you're still killed, basically. So, so what do you do? You want mercy or no mercy? Well, let's go. Maybe we go for three quarters. Three. That's quite a lot of mercy. That's mm. too much. Too much mercy. I'm going to go with uh, one quarter. Okay. So not that much mercy. Uh, I've got three of clubs. Queen of clubs. Oh, there you go. There we go. So, so one quarter of mercy. <laughs> Okay, and finally, this is the duel. So whoever wins this one wins. So all of that was really irrelevant. It's now down yeah. to this final draw. Okay. Are you ready, Eamon? Yeah. I want you to picture the scene. <laughs> it's September, late September. Um, you know, the rain is beginning to fall. We're in the Barnstable branch of Land of Leather. I'm, I'm thinking we're outside Land of Leather. No, inside. We're inside Land inside, of Leather. Inside, yeah, with our trebuchets. They're three, three stories tall. A path has been cleared for us. I'd say they've probably moved a lot of the furniture to the sides. Yeah, they've been really um, accommodating. That's why I chose the Barnstable branch. We have to stand still, don't we? Waiting to be hit. It's not mm-hmm. really fair to move. You yes, gotta, we're not allowed to move. You've got to take the hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're, we're both we're flinging, flinging catapult balls at each other. Okay. And let's see who wins. Have you got your card? I've not drawn it yet. Here I go. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got a ten of spades. 
Well, I got the three of hearts. Oh! So I would call that oh. an empathetic win. So I'm I'm picturing one of my catapult steel balls just yeah. just smashing your face, basically. Yeah. Just sending you flying into a leather sofa. So you've got like a hole where your head was, and you're just like on so the quite sofa. comfortable. I mean, if I land on a leather sofa, I might. might well, that's the thing. I show you one quarter mercy, so you're still yeah. alive. But I'm guessing I just, just have to batter you to death because it's only one oh, quarter, isn't okay. it? Is that fair? Well, I mean, I'm not in any position to argue. You get to I? sit on a nice leather. Yeah, okay, well, I'll take yeah, that. That could be your epitaph. Yeah. Died on a nice leather sofa. He loved, his, loved his leather sofas. He did like, he did like leather daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Well done. We should do that every week. I quite enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. All right, so Ben, what's the film we're going to watch next week then? So, next time, we are going to watch Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, which stars Alexander Skarsgård, old uh, Bill's brother, yeah. and Mia Goth. So, yeah, we'll check that out, see what we think. All right. Okay, yeah, so last time, I had to become a train driver, um, which I was very keen to do, mm. but unfortunately, they're all on strike. Mm. So, I didn't get to do it. Bit of a cop out that, isn't it, Ben? Not very well, so... <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe, Maybe next, next time, time we'll do his forfeit. Who knows? Okay, and your forfeit? You make me watch uh, John Wick 4 again. I find that pretty uh, torturous. That's funny. <laughs> um, so your forfeit is to ride through a desert on a horse. Okay. All right. I like the sound of yeah. that. Yeah. He does that, doesn't he, he in this film? He does do that right at the beginning. Um, there is something we need to address before we wrap up. Uh, last time, mm. we put... <laughs> Uh, Mr. Jonathan Majors in the Tank of Glory. We went on and on about um, how brilliant he was, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We really, <laughs> really went on about it. Still, he he is a t- terrific actor, yeah. but might not be a great human being though. Yeah, some of the allegations uh, that have been made are disturbing, mm. and obviously, we do not condone any form of abuse on this podcast. No. So. Jonathan Majors is going to be sitting at the side of the Tank of Glory, yeah. pending trial, yeah. and he might he might be forgotten, or he may end up back in. We we don't know, do we? We yeah, don't know. We might, yeah, we might not ever talk about him again. In which case, you know what's happening. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you know what's happening. We'll see. Um, but that means there is a slot in the Tank of yeah. Glory, and I guess we should put in. John Wick 4? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there needs to be two... You're putting me in a very awkward position here, Ben, because you're basically asking yeah. me to choose between someone who may have done something really awful in, in real life and a <laughs> film I really don't like. It depends on what you're willing to condone, doesn't it, really? It is. It's quite the conundrum. Mm. Which, do I, which do I find more it's offensive? It's funny because it, I feel like I've been put in this position... Probably about 15 times throughout our podcasting <laughs> history. This is the first time you've been putting one, but it, it could be advantageous to me. So I'm really enjoying it. Mm. Um, so what are you going to do, Amy? Are you well, going to keep yeah. um, Jonathan Majors in <laughs> despite the uh, claims against yeah. him? Or are you, are you going to bite the bullet and throw old John Wick 4 in there? Just let it. Let yeah. it go in. What are you going to do? What do you think? 
I mean, it's tricky, isn't it? Because I always feel when you've been in a situation, yeah. it's had a, a loose comedy improvisation yeah. feel to it. Whereas you really are making me choose between someone who's actually been yes. charged of really quite horrible things yeah. and, and a bad film. That's true. But, you know, yeah. it's, you know how I feel about this film. Uh, so yeah. I will do whatever I have to do to get it <laughs> in there. Leverage. Uh, yeah. And I've done quite a good job, I think. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, we, I guess we have to put it in, mm. even, even though Fantastic. I don't like it. Well, then the music will be played for <laughs> John McFaul in the Tank of Glory. Yay! <laughs> uh, oh, there it goes. Ah, terrific. Okay. <clears throat> Cool. So all that's left to do is shout out our Patreons. So a special thank you to uh, Mike Foster, who is, he's like a nunchuck to the head, isn't he? Yeah. Short, sharp, he's, efficient. Yeah. Light, like biff, out. biff, biff. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the noise and, nunchucks uh, make. Biff. Yeah. Biff, biff, yeah. biff. Um, and then another a big thank you to uh, Mr. Big Ben, uh, Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. Lovely man. What what sort of John Wick related death would he be? Shit you nineteen times, stab you, slice your throat. Yeah, multiple shots, stabbing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then there's Raf, our good friend Raf. I'd say he's a he's a flaming shotgun blast of the face. You, you, you certainly, yeah, you know all about it. <laughs> you know all about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> and my mum. Your mum. And my dad now as well. And your mum and your dad. Yeah, sweet. Oh. Aren't they sweet? They're both dogs that bite your nuts. <laughs> yes, they are. One ball yeah. each. <laughs> 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 ah, there we go. There we go. Good. Right. And we'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, check us out on the social medias and uh, become yeah, a patron. Us up. But just. Yeah, and you, you'll get to be involved in stuff like that. Yeah, come on. Imagine that. I just love that. Think about what John Wick killing you be. Yeah. God. God. All right. Take cool. care. All Peace right. out. And uh, keep flushing.